ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. This last pick podcast, I'm married, I'm mad, blah, blah. <laughs> Yep, that's us. That's what we sound like, Ruby. <laughs> Ruby, we're recording today. I'm super stoked. What, what are we recording today? Uh, we got two episodes on the docket today. The first one is going to be about creepy kids in yeah. movie and television. And uh, it's going to be a real fun one. I'm actually looking really forward to that. Uh, and then we're after that, we're going to do one about the... Best laid plans of supervillains and, and you know, those who wanted to conquer the world in a less than conventional means. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited about these ones, so we're going to record those today. As you, you, they'll be coming out in the next couple weeks, so keep an eye out for that. But today I want to do something a little different to keep giving you guys content. Today we're doing something called, What Have You Been Watching? So, Rumi, what have you been watching? Well, this week I just bought the double Blu-ray Blu Blu double feature of Waxwork and Waxwork 2. One of those is a thumbs up and one of those is a thumbs down. I only watched the first. I mean, I've seen them both, but I haven't seen the second one in a while. First one is just great. It's a it's a horror movie. It's kind of like a self-reflexive, funny parody of a horror movie at the same time. Yeah. It's got some really terrible effects and some really awesome effects. Yeah. And it's, it's fun, and it's got the guy from Gremlins in it who, every time I watch Gremlins, I'm like, where the fuck did that guy go? Why didn't he do more shit? <laughs> Waxwork. I, I love Waxwork. This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I had the VHS as a kid, and it's super weird. Oh, Nutty Zombies from Hell. Love that movie, man. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kid was you. It's great. It's got a werewolf in it, rips a guy in half, uh, that's, yeah. a lot of severed body parts. Tons of uh, It's pretty gory. Chick who loves getting whipped. Yeah, that that's where that movie get, takes a turn. Dude, it's and weird. I watched it, I was like, wait, did I not get that the first couple times I saw it? I was like, oh, all yeah. right. Yeah, it takes a weird BDSM turn. Like, just in the like beginning of the third act, you're like, whoa, going here now. It's fun, though, and I, lo <laughs> I love it. It's a good time. And then in a very much a different vein, I went last night to another screening of uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't not go to those screenings. This is the first time me and a couple friends, uh, a shout-out to my friend Krista and my friend Ziggy, we actually sat down and wrote some jokes Actually, also shout out to Australian Nick because he was there when we did it too. You and guys I stole did one of his homework jokes. for this. And like, I wrote it up on a piece of paper, much to my wife's chagrin, because she just made fun of me all fucking night for doing it. But we were cracking the theater up. I think that we had some of the best jokes, and we were really like <laughs> leading the the charge with making fun of shit. It was so fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. What have you been doing? You've been watching anything good? Doing anything fun? Yeah, I've been catching up on all the movies that are probably going to be nominated for Oscars. Um, so I watched Three Billboards for Yada Yada Yada, which uh, Three Billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. That was that was a good movie, really good. Yeah, um, yeah well done, well acted. Uh, and then I watched uh, The Shape of Water and the new Blade Runner movie. Oh, what? It, well, real quick, what did you think of each of those? Shape of Water was amazing, but I will say this. I knew what it was about going into it. It's about a woman who falls in love with a fish monster. Mm -hmm. And then you start watching it and you go, Oh, this is about a woman who falls in love with a fish monster. <laughs> like like the, that, vaginal love. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that reality sinks in. Sure. And it's a really good movie. It was beautiful, mm -hmm. well shot, well acted, just an amazing I mean, Guillermo del Toro's the man. He makes amazing movies, but the reality of 
she falls in love with a fish monster. And I had fish growing up, so I know what those things smell like. Did you love them? <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> it was a little less love. Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. It was beautiful. He crafts an amazing movie. Yeah. The actress does a wonderful job. Doug Jones uh, plays the, the, the creature, does a wonderful job. To me, it just it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yep. And in the story is a very basic story. Like it's like they almost shot the 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 pitch. You know what I mean? Yep. It got experiment on monster. The monster's unhappy. She falls in love with it and then tries to help it escape. But there's at no point was there like a ooh a turn. It was that to me. I didn't think that. We'll have to do an episode about Guillermo okay. del Toro. But I think there is a turn in that when you're like, oh, he's got like magic fish stuff happening. Eh. That's not a turn to you. I didn't see that coming. But it didn't like, eh. I mean, I, I guess I didn't expect that from, you know, the Gill Man, right? Yeah. But the other thing that I had a big problem with it was that you have to be invested in the love story, right? Because that's, yeah. it's about that. It's someone asked me recently, like, what's the ratio of love story? Like, what's the ratio of love movie to to horror movie? Oh, it's a hundred percent love. Yes, to horror. There's really no horror in it. He no, does no, no, very no. little scary things or it's, Gill it's, Man things. It's not what it's about at all. Right. Yeah. And it, and I think I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a mix. And I don't mind that there was no horror. Yes. Uh, I don't mind it at all. But like. When you watch the movie without giving away scenes, what happened in it that made her love him? To the point of fucking in a shower. You know what I mean? He like, likes eggs. <laughs> That's why I married my wife. Eggs? Hey. Yes? Music? Shower sex. Yeah. yeah it, to me, it was almost like a uh, Attack of the Clones type of like, they're in love. You guys get it? Okay, cool. Next scene. Yep. Like, no, wait, 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 why are they in love? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could argue that, but yeah, for sure. But that being said, it was a very strong movie. I think, yeah. a, like that, for for like I'm saying that I didn't buy the love story in a love movie. Yeah. Normally, that would sink a movie for me. But yeah. everything else, it's crafted so beautifully, and it was great to watch. Every great performances, well, clearly great direction. Here's, here's so the other it's, thing. it's a pass. I give it a B. The love story in the movie wasn't where the love came from. The love came from Guillermo del Toro as a love yes, letter yes. to all of the things that this was. So that's even interesting. If I, even if I didn't buy that, why would she love a fish man? That's a big ask. That's a huge ask. But the fact that he loved this, these movies and these universal monsters and this story so much really came through. So I bought that. I really did believe that. That makes sense. And you, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm on board for that. And I feel like you're right. I guess if like my parents saw that and didn't really know, like, they don't know who... Yeah, Gilmo del Toro is. Yeah. They wouldn't know that that's his love letter to you know old Universal horror movies. Yeah, but I guess you and I know that, and that does help our appreciation for it Big a little time. bit too. And Blade Runner was awesome. Uh, Blade Runner was visually stunning. Yeah, Blade Runner was like three and a half hours long. So take that <laughs> as you will. And for a movie that's three and a half hour long, like. Four things happen in this movie. It's like a shopping list. I could sure. get everything that he does. I could probably get done in one day. <laughs> Although to be fair, and I felt I feel exactly the same way. To be fair, I feel similar about the original Blade Runner. It's not yes. as long, but I think the original Blade Runner is amazing atmosphere, amazing tone. Mm -hmm. It's super cool, but I feel like it does really set up this world and really set things up and there's only a couple key events that really happen yes. in the movie to me i think the first one is obviously superior to the to the second one yeah the second one i thought was really good but like i don't know that i ever need to see it again if it was on like sale i might buy it 
as on like a Blu-ray. Yeah. But like, here's my impression of it. <laughs> How many times did that noise happen in that movie? That should have um, got its own credit. I heard an interview with the guys who made that noise, um, <laughs> and they were talking a lot about the sound design. The sound design in this movie is impressive, but they were like, the director loved the the bangs. The, I think the actually we have a we have a clip of that interview, right? Uh, excellent. So, uh, what gave you the inspiration to do the sound design for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> you see, the best way to show silence in a film is to break it up. <laughs> it was cool though. It was a fun movie. I'm I'm definitely glad cool. I saw it. it. It's it's like you like really like the first one. Couple scenes were just awesome, and I just wish you could have cut some of the other shit well, out. We've been watching a lot of Black Mirror, and a lot of this felt like yeah. They were like, cool, 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 cool. I get it, Black Mirror. Let's put a couple of those in there. And like the whole like girlfriend thing was a really interesting device, but I just felt like that in itself mm -hmm. is a movie. Sure. A different movie right. or a Black Mirror episode. You know, the, the woman who creates dreams <clears throat> is its own movie or a Black Mirror episode. So it's like they introduced so many cool concepts that I was, I was way into that shit. Yeah. That was cool. You've been reading any good comics? Yeah, dude. Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. Over the Christmas break, there was a sale on Comixology, and I bought like literally like eight trades worth. Nice. And I, there was like five or six more that I didn't buy because I was like, "How fast are you going to read these?" Especially yeah. when you start working again. And uh, the sale, the sale ended. I read two of them it, since you know oh, a couple weeks ago. And there was another sale on Comixology this weekend, and I bought the rest of them because it's just, dude, a hook. I know it's not Shakespeare, but hook, line, and sinker, They're awesome. I am on board, and I want to know what happens next. It just keeps doing these perfect little teases of like, hey, this is also happening. I'm like, what? Tell me about that. They're like, no, because this is happening too. And I'm like, that's also a thing? Yeah. No, I, I love Attack on Titan is really awesome. Um, the anime is good. I, I, I'm not a gigantic anime fan, but I, I do. I like Attack on Titan. I like Cowboy Bebop. I, like I, just Samurai started, oh, I just started Cowboy Bebop la, like last week. Mm -hmm. I never really, st I've seen it an episode here or there, but at a, I never saw it in context. You know uh, what I mean? I thought we watched Cowboy Bebop together. That must have been one of your other roommates. <laughs> <laughs> As he says with tears in his eyes. Uh, actually, you're right. It probably was a different roommate, but. Uh, <laughs> cool. Way to just casually throw that in my face. <laughs> Yeah, Cowboy Bebop's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love Cowboy Bebop. I wish we had more of that. I like Attack on Titan. I'm, I'm excited to finish season two. I watched season one, loved it, started season two, haven't been able to finish it yet. Um, have, th did you see that there's a new Godzilla movie on Netflix? I did, and I didn't know about it. And yeah. here's the creepy thing, Black Mirror, and maybe it's because I'm watching Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. It was added to my list, and I didn't do that. It just knew you liked that crap. Which is awesome because I share an account with my wife and back yeah. in the old day before you had profiles, it'd be like, you must like Microwave Massacre. I was like, no, Amanda Amanda does not like Microwave <laughs> Massacre. Amanda does not like Godzilla Planet Wars or whatever I know, it is. Right? <laughs> I, I, I need to check out this Godzilla thing and, and I'm excited about it. I've been reading... Two, two things I started reading. I started reading Paper Girls, which is, I can only describe as Back to the Future meets Stranger Things with girls that are, they have a paper route and they get sucked into like an alternate dimension where like oh, interesting. teenagers are getting killed by dino writing, like 
people in suits of armor, like futuristic suits of armor. Well, we know from a couple weeks ago, we love dino riding, yeah, right? Yeah, we do like dino riding. Me, and you, and Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it's really interesting. I'm, I'm super into the first issue of this. It's uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, the, the artist Cliff... I think his name's Cliff Chang. He uh, he's one of the artists of Wonder Woman, but uh, really really interesting. Pretty pretty cool. It takes place in the eighties, and then Vaughn, the, Vaughn is a great writer. I yeah. like. I'm a, Vaughn is hit or miss to me as far as like great or good, but he's not like in my opinion Grant Morrison, who's either great or terrible. And most <laughs> of the stuff I hate Grant Morrison. And I'll say yeah. that like that's me. I know that's just me. Yeah. But like like I like Mark Millar. He's great, or just like, uh, dude, like you telegraphed that. I knew yeah. what you're saying. Vaughn is either like, oh, I read it and it was okay, or I read it and it's like, damn, dude, that was a great idea. So I should check that out. Paper Girls? Paper Girls. I'm right. into it. And then the other one, since you brought up some of the greats of comic book writing, I'm reading Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Damn, dude. Dude, this is which volume are you on? I'm just volume one. Dude, I started like a, a couple months ago too. Yeah. I'm 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 a little bit further in volume one, one, but one of the first one of the books in here was one of the best comic books I've ever read in mm-hmm. my life, and it was the one where I think it's episode, book twenty three of the Saga of Swamp Thing, where he suddenly realizes what he is because up until this moment, up until Alan Moore started writing it, it was a man. Spoiler alert. It's yep. a man who had been a man who thought he had been mutated into a plant right. and he had hope for a cure. Right. And then in this episode 23, he finds out that he's just a plant who thought he was this man. Right. And the way they reveal that and the way he does it is he's waking up from cryofreeze and somebody else is narrating like, I wonder what he would think if he found this out. And like, then you see him just go on this rampage. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. So that's cool. it, 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 that's you know what that's the beginning of Alan Moore breaking ground with that story in that same book in the same volume. There's mm-hmm. another one where he's going after some executive for revenge. Yeah, and again, I believe it's narrated by another person. It's not it's narrated the by the issue. guy. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's yeah. the same issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I love the the reveal there of his what he really is is awesome. But I also love that as just a revenge story where it's he's so going to go kill that guy, yeah. and it's just. It's incredible, and nobody draws comics like this anymore. No. The was, pages, was it Bernie Wrightson that drew that issue? No, Bernie Wrightson wasn't involved at this point, but Bernie Wrightson, who was one of my favorite artists of all time, his Frankenstein stuff is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the co-creators of Swamp Thing. At this point, this is somebody else doing the pencils, but they're all still trying to do that style. Right. And like the, the way the pages are, are organized is so trippy, and the amount of stuff that it shows and and then what it doesn't show the way they hide things it's it's a beautiful beautiful book amazing detail really well written and and just changed the way comics were looked at um much of what alan moore is all about changing how comics are looked at but i highly recommend both those things uh paper girls and saga the swamp thing as Rumi mentioned we were talking about dino riders our last episode was about well, tonal shifts. It was it was us pitching new shows of old properties. If you just kind of shifted that tone around a little bit, what would that be like? And Odd that we haven't gotten any calls about those yet. <laughs> I know, I know. Hollywood. I thought Hollywood would be knocking down our door, being like, "Yo, you guys got any ideas about that Dino Rider movie?" <laughs> hey, idiots! We heard you talking about this. Uh, you, <laughs> we'll bring you into the fold. Oh wait, we did get this letter here. I'll just open it right here. We got a letter. It says from Joe Hollywood. <laughs> Executive, (laughs) and it says, "Dear Launchpad Pod, cease and desist." (laughs) Dude, if that really happened, I would take that as a big, 
a big win because oh. that means like they're concerned about who's listening to our stupid a- asses. Anytime I've ever done uh, something that borderlined on on possibly like somebody might get mad about it, I'm like, no. If we get a season and desist, that's a win. That's a huge win. That means you're big enough that people care. <laughs> then we then when I I'd be like, let's fight the power. Next day, no podcast. <laughs> no podcast. <laughs> Arrested. <laughs> Trump would be like, get out of here, you guys. Fake news. <laughs> well, that's it for our What Have You Been Watching segment. We're going to try and release these on our off weeks, just something really quick to kind of fill some gaps and keep you guys up to date on what we've been up to. You should go visit us on our website at launchpadpod.com. Hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at launchpadpod. We've been getting a lot of interaction from people. We love hearing from you guys. Keep it up. And Keep your ears to the ground for those two episodes coming out here pretty soon. 